In today's video, which is part of our Day in the Life series, we discuss what it was like to be a member of the elite fighting force of the day. Taking vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience, they were so well trained that in battle they were forbidden from retreating unless they are outnumbered 3 to 1, and yet so devout that they were considered a monastic order. For almost two centuries, they were venerated as devout warriors gathered from across Europe who would fight on behalf of God and defend the Holy Land. What could possibly go wrong? Welcome to Medieval Madness. In 1099, Christian armies took Jerusalem from Muslim control during the Crusades. Many pilgrims began to travel from Western Europe to the Holy Land, but had to trek across Muslim-controlled areas to get there. This meant that a lot of them were being robbed and murdered on their journey. Around nine years later, a new military order emerged. It was led by a French knight named Hugh de Payen. And as with most stories surrounding the Templars, the tale of how they came into existence has conflicting versions. Concerning the Templars, nothing ever seems to be clear-cut. In one version, Hughes, Godfried, Saint Omer, and another seven knights band together. In another account, Hughes arrived to meet Baldwin II, King of Jerusalem, and Warmond, the Patriarch of the city, along with 30 knights. Once there, they claimed that, quote, they would renounce the world, give up personal goods, free themselves to pursue purity, and lead a communal life wearing a poor habit, only using arms to defend the land against the attacks of the insurgent pagans when necessity demanded. Both Warmond and King Baldwin were happy with their decision and gave them a building on the Sacred Temple Mount, which they could use as a headquarters. This property was the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Sorry, I'm having trouble understanding right now. <sighs> Not now, Alexa, I'm trying to record a voiceover. The mosque was built around the 7th century. It was considered to be the third holiest Islamic site, but the knights believed that the mosque had been built on top of the ruins of the Temple of Solomon, and so they called themselves the Poor Fellow Soldiers of Christ and the Temple of Solomon, or more simply put, the Knights Templars. They swore to defend all Christian visitors to the Holy Land. Rise at first, the order was small and poor. They guarded the roads in and around Jerusalem, protecting Christians from any bandits. Often, they had to ride two to a horse and wore tattered clothing due to a lack of funds. Although they faced some criticism, in 1129, they were championed by a prominent French abbot named Bernard of Clairvaux. He wrote a text praising the new knighthood, which boasted their growth, and the charity was soon sanctioned by Pope Innocent II. He gave them special rights, making them tax-exempt, this, along with the fact that all new members had to hand over all of their monies and property to the order, meant that it soon became very rich. Monk When not at war or in combat training, these warriors were just like any other order of monks, and their day consisted of work and prayer. It began with matins at dawn and ended with nightly devotions at compline with prayers at the hours of prime, terse, sext, nons, and vespers in between. And of course, mass. At night, talking was forbidden and the knights had to sleep with a candle burning to escape the temptations of the dark. When the order began in 1129, there were 72 Templar rules. By the middle of the 13th century, this had expanded to over 700. This code of conduct became known as the Rule of the Templars. Any transgressions were dealt with, and punishment varied greatly. 
A Templar might be banned from having wine on a Friday. Another could be made to recite psalms after being whipped. One knight who abandoned his post found himself eating off the floor for a whole year. Extra protein aside, that probably wasn't very hygienic. A clerk read aloud from the Bible as meals were taken in complete silence and two Templars had to share a plate, not just to save on the washing up, but to ensure that no one could fast without prior permission. Unlike for other monks, meat was eaten three times a week because the knights needed to be in peak fighting conditions at all times. Clothing had to be plain, no fur, and definitely no pointy shoes. The company of women was to be avoided at all costs, in fact, just discussing them was frowned upon, and Templars were not even allowed to kiss their own mothers. Idleness was not allowed, and Templars were expected to work, making sure that any business conducted outside of the temple was done in such a way that it only brought honour on the Brotherhood. Their reputations had to be beyond reproach. Though they were formed originally to defend pilgrims, the Order's duties quickly expanded. They became protectors of all of the Crusader states in the Holy Land. Known for their bravery and skill in fighting, they soon gained a fearsome reputation. Fall Under ever-mounting debt, King Philippe IV of France was already responsible for carrying out attacks on the powerful Italian Lombard merchants. He had them arrested in 1292, and after seizing their property, they were forced to buy a French nationality if they wanted to stay. The French Jews were next, he arrested 100,000 of those and expelled them in a move to seize their property. Now he turned to the 5,000 rich members of the Templar Order who resided in France. By the end of the 13th century, the Templars' role as pilgrim protectors had largely been replaced with that of banking. Their involvement in money lending, which was forbidden by the church, was overlooked due to their strong political connections. Now, with the fall of Jerusalem to Saladin and his Muslim forces, the order was coming under criticism. There was talk of them forming their own state in the long dark region of southwest France. With a large army and a great deal of money at their disposal, King Philippe, with one eye on his royal coffers, was more than a little uneasy. In September of 1307, all of the bailiffs and stewards in France were secretly sent orders by King Philippe IV. They were to prepare for the arrest and imprisonment of every affiliate of the Templars. A month later, at dawn on Friday the 13th of October, all members in France were arrested and imprisoned, including the Grand Master Jacques de Molay and Hugh de Parade. Although Hugh was only referred to as a visitor of France in several documents, he was in fact a debt collector there to gather all of the royal money that was owed to the Order. Some of the witnesses who gave evidence against the Brotherhood were ex-Templars themselves, with an axe to grind, many of them having been expelled from the Order because of previous offences. Philippe sent two of his senior agents to collect a list of charges and gather evidence. It is widely agreed that the French king, who had inherited an empire and a great deal of debt caused by his father's war with Aragon, made up the accusations against the Templars. He had even invited the Grand Master, Jacques de Molay, to be a pallbearer at his sister's funeral just the day before the arrests. Charges The Knights Templars were only answerable to Pope Clement V, and at first he was enraged with Philippe's total disregard of his authority. But he soon relented, and on the 22nd of November, he sent out a papal decree to all Christian monarchs in England, Germany, Italy, Iberia, and Cyprus to arrest any known Templars and confiscate their lands. He also sent two cardinals along to take part in the interviews of Jacques de Molay and Hugh de Parade. 
The initial charge was one of heresy, one that is hard to prove without the ability to read another's mind. In 1252, Pope Innocent IV had issued a papal bull known as the Ad Extrapanda, which authorised the use of torture as a device for extracting a confession during interrogations. Innocent believed there was a plague of heresy spreading across Christendom, and it needed to be eradicated. It was this legislation that Philippe now used to gather information from the Order, and the torturers believed that violence was a tool that would bring them closer to the truth. The charges against the knights included renouncing the cross and spitting on it, as well as being kissed by another Templar on the mouth, lower spine and navel, whilst naked, during the initiation ceremony. Many further charges were added later that included worshipping cats and excusing theft and perjury if it benefited the Order. No evidence was produced. Torture there were several techniques used to coerce a confession in the Middle Ages. At that time, the most widely used method was likely to be the rack. The prisoner was made to lie on a table with their wrists and ankles bound with ropes that were wound around rollers. As the rollers were slowly turned, the limbs were stretched to the point where the muscles and ligaments were torn apart. Eventually, the joints were dislocated, crippling the unfortunate victim. The strapado was also utilised, this was a device that raised a victim up by a rope. With their arms tied behind their back, the rope would be slung over a beam as the prisoner was yanked up and suspended until their shoulders dislocated. Other methods included sleep deprivation and starvation. In Paris, 138 Templars were tortured. Most of them confessed after being subjected to fire torture. Butter was rubbed onto the soles of their feet, which were held fast in an iron frame and placed in front of a fire. A screen was occasionally held in front of the flames to regulate the heat. This method of human roasting was said to be so painful that it drove many victims mad. Two weeks after his arrest, Molay confessed to denying Christ and spitting on the cross. He advised his Templar brothers to do the same. Under further tortures and the realisation that their order was falling apart, the confessions came in thick and fast. Later, many recanted, but it was too late, and the burnings began. The persecutions soon spread across the rest of Europe. In England, King Edward II also suppressed the Templars, killing many and confiscating most of their wealth. On May 12, 1310, 54 Knights Templars were burned at the stake in Paris. Pope Clement dissolved the order in 1312, and in March of 1314, after almost seven years in prison, de Molay and three other Templar leaders were burnt at the stake in Paris. The Last Templars Around the year 1340, Ludolf of Sudheim, the German priest and pilgrim, was travelling through the Holy Land and arrived at the Dead Sea. He later wrote an account of his travels there and the decline of the Crusader states, writing, quote, At this place in my time there were Templars who had been made prisoners at the fall of Acre, who sawed wood here and there in the mountains for the Sultan's service, and did not know that the Order of Templars had been suppressed, for they worked here, and had seen no man from this side of the sea since they had been taken prisoner. The two knights who came from Burgundy and Toulouse were freed a year later and returned back to Europe. There they met the Pope and were able to retire nearly 30 years after the Templars had been officially disbanded. Today, the Catholic Church has admitted that the persecution of the Knights Templars should never have happened, and Pope Clement was put under pressure to destroy the Order. 
There have been many tales and conspiracy theories about Templar curses, treasures and mysterious works, some involving the legends of the Holy Grail, the riches of King Solomon, and the Ark of the Covenant. Whatever the truth is, we know that the Order of the Poor Fellow Soldiers of Christ and the Temple of Solomon still continues to fascinate to this day. Thank you for watching this video, do hope you've enjoyed it and please do subscribe if you'd like to see more of our content. We do upload a new video every Friday. Cheers, have a great week!